Right. Right, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? What is happening, Chad? I see you sporting the uh, the Eagles hat there. I am, brother. I am wearing this for you. This is in honor of <laughs> TB12 retiring, and uh, the last team that he beat or he lost to in the Super Bowl was to my Eagles. So we're this just. For- <laughs> yes, I. We remember that up here very clearly. You know, yeah. we could probably do a whole uh, whole podcast on Tom Brady and his mindset and what he accomplished in his career. I mean, you look at crazy. He was a starter for twenty years, and he went to the Super Bowl in ten of those years. I did. That's nuts, man. And he yeah, says seven championships, his seven Super Bowls more than any other team. It's crazy. It, yeah, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable. He led in, uh, an incredible career, man. And yeah. uh, we're blessed to have have many of those up here in New England. So, yeah, that's awesome. And, and awesome. he commands respect for me. I mean, I, at this point, 22 years, everything he's done. I don't know how you no matter what team you root for, you can't root for Tom Brady. I mean, guys, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. It did feel weird rooting against them last weekend as we were rooting for the Rams up here in the in the Chartrand house, but uh, it yeah. was. <laughs> That's funny. So what's new with you, man? How's uh, you guys got rock a lot of snow up there? I heard. Yeah, we get that weird snow up here where where you know you get the the nor'easter and the wind. So you know, in, in some spots there's looks like there's a couple inches, and then in other spots there's like three feet. So you don't really know how much you got. It's all over the place. But we're uh, we're all dug out and uh, ready to go out to the, the grocery store and go back and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see the grass in a couple more weeks hopefully. Yeah, right. It's crazy, almost February. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's good. It's going fast, man. Yes, it is. It is. So, what is new with you? I know um, we have not recorded in almost two weeks, twelve days. Um, I know you've been busy. I've been busy. But um, so, what's new with you? What's what's going on? Yeah, so I know we were gonna, you know, we had chatted outside of here. I told you a little bit and everything, and we're gonna kind of bring it out on this episode and this recording. And um, you know, I think we all we all have we all go through some tough times here and there, whether you know, no matter how how big or how small. And um, you know, we're gonna bring out that vulnerability here and everything. And and yeah, man, I hit a little rough patch and everything and you know one thing i never want to come on to these podcasts that make it look like that i have everything all together we have everything all together have all the answers and we're just superheroes because we're not we both we deal with the ups and downs and everything and um so we wanted to come on today and talk a little about uh uh, fear and doubt and i think that's you know i i let myself kind of go too far down that slippery slope uh you know a couple uh probably about two weeks ago man and that uh you know fighting through that and working through that and thought we'd bring it out here on the show wow man yeah and i appreciate you willing to talk about it i I only knew a little bit about it because we're texting obviously and and I could tell, I mean, I could tell there are a couple of times I sent you a text, you didn't reply. And then like the next day you get back into a short answer. And I just, from somebody who struggles too, from time to time, I know I could just tell, I had this, the sixth sense when something's bothering you. So I asked you if you're all right, you kind of gave me very little information. I didn't know really. And you didn't really go into deep, too much detail, which I respect. Um, but then you'd say, Hey, let's do fear and doubt. And I'll, I'll tell the, you know, kind of talk about what I was going through on the show. So I really don't really even know what, what's going on other than you're struggling a little bit. So dude, tell me, tell us what, 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 what was the stuff you're going through? Yeah, man. I, I, I think we all have those, we all have those different struggles that we hit. And I, I think for me having, you know, one of those is you, you let the, the mindset take over and everything. I mean, for the most part, I have a, I have a strong mindset and everything and that I really look at how I've developed my mindset over the last several years and that, you, you know, what I, 
what I felt and what I went through, you know, a couple, but two weeks ago, that would have lasted a lot longer. Whereas I've developed the mindset to really get myself out of it, stop that in its, in its tracks. Mm. I think we get to those points and, and, and what happened with me is, is, you know, we're, we, we're all, we're, we're striving to do something new, to do something bigger, something that's not necessarily comfortable. And we hit those times that might not be going as well as we want. You know, we hit that rocky patch and I allowed myself to start slipping down a, a rabbit hole where I started questioning if I had made the right decision. I actually, you know, and it happens every once in a while, you kind of think, you know, start asking yourself, would I be better off right now if I hadn't have gone in this direction and I had stayed in law enforcement? And I think I, as I said, I let myself go down a little farther that, down that slope than I have before and really, you, you know, starting to have that, have some serious questions, have that doubt as to almost looking like and telling myself, boy, you'd be better off if you had just stayed right now, you know, if you had gotten promoted, if you were doing whatever and you were still there. And yeah, I, uh, I let myself go down, go down that path. Was there something that an external incident or some, some incident or a conversation or something that got your brain to start going down that road? Like, what do you remember? Can you put your finger on why you started feeling the way? Did you read an article, talk to somebody that you're like, man, I, and you, these thoughts started to creep in? Um, I, I don't think it was anything specific. I think it was a bunch of little things just adding up, adding up and adding up. And, um, you know, one thing I, I, I think our, our listeners, you and our listeners now probably know that I'm, I always look for solutions, <laughs> everything. So, you know, I, 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 I looked for those solutions, you know, I, I look back and I, I, I think it was just, we're drawn, you know, you know, naturally we're drawn towards comfort and realizing that you know, here and trying to go out and do something new, we're pushing out of our comfort zones. We're con we constantly were forced to push that line. And looking back and me, you know, it looked easier because it was more comfortable at that point that I was at, at that time. I was becoming, you know, you know my, my disciplines were getting weaker, were weak. I could tell you, know, I look back, I see that now. Disciplines have weakened up a little bit and that mind got a little weaker. So that comfort area, that what I knew was comfortable, what I knew seemed more comfortable and it seemed like a better option at that time. It's crazy, man. I, I, and I know that feeling. I know that feeling. So I've been there before and you just, that doubt creeps in, like, did I make the right decision? So how, how did you slowly pull this out? I know it didn't last a long time, but I mean, was your wife keen to it or, you know, what did you do to, to come out of it or start to work out of it? So, so, I mean, I, I actually, one thing, you know, you know, it's huge for me is because I'm the type of person that I just, and this is probably from just the way we are, even in law enforcement, when stuff starts to bother you, you keep it inside, you bottle, you bottle it up and you just work through it in your mind and everything. So even a big step for me, even, you know, letting you know that I was, that I was going through a little rough patch and everything. That was a huge step for me. Just letting anyone know, because we don't, you got to be vulnerable to let that go and, and let that out and everything. And, yeah, it's great. You know, thinking that I'm here letting it out for all the listeners to hear too. You know, it's a it's a step that you got to take. It's you got to get past that fear to let it all out, and you, you know that recognizing that that fear is going to hold you back. That Bro, doubt I'm, I'm proud is, of you. I'm proud of you because this is something that we all go through. 
There's not a human being that hasn't experienced, not one, because that's by creation. We're imperfect creatures and we're, we're susceptible to these things. But it's funny how we're just not good about talking about it. So I just give you credit for willing to share, uh, even with me personally, and then willing to talk about it on the show, because I have become naturally, I'm a very open and honest person. Um, so that's never really been a struggle for me. Uh, in, inside the job, on the job, I struggled because I was fear of losing my job or getting in trouble or people looking at you a different way. So, you know, you don't say that on the job, but um, sometimes I forget when you say that, sometimes I forget how challenging and difficult it can be for people to be that vulnerable. And, and I forget that because I'm pretty open um, and I have to do a better job of realizing how significant that is for you doing that. So thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. And like I said, you know, one of my biggest things is, and that's a lot of times, you know, I'll go a while without posting on social media. And it's really because, you, you know, we tend to want to, we always share our wins out on social media and, and our, the excitement, everything that's going good, but we don't necessarily share all the bad. And then, and I mean, I love to post a lot of positivity and positivity and motivation. And sometimes I just get that feeling that's like, well, you know, who am I to post that right now if I'm not actually living it, if I'm struggling? So bringing out that vulnerability and, and sharing with people that, listen, you know, this is, I'm not, so, I'm not a superhero, you know, yeah, I, I, I share that stuff, but we all have our struggles too and everything. And, you know, the, the biggest thing that I like to do is really, you know, share that it was there, but what I did to fight through it too and, and um, you know, get over the hump and get going again. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I think this is a lot of the reasons when humans have conflict is we lost the ability to empathize and, and show compassion because we forgot that everyone's battling something. Everyone's going through something. You know, we get in this, especially you see it on LinkedIn, this, 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 this competitive false macho projection, only the good things, all social media, really. Um, and it's easy to forget that no matter who's writing something, saying something, typing something, emailing something, whatever, Everybody has a battle. Everybody has a struggle. And when you realize that and you're, and you're mindful to it on a daily basis, you're so much more empathetic and compassionate. The things that used to bother me don't bother me as much anymore because I realize, okay, they're having a really good day. I'm having a bad day, but I know they're going to have a bad day and I'm going to have a good day next. So like, I don't get too high. I'm working on not getting too high or too low on that, but that just, that just took a lot of time for me. Um, actually, I actually want to tell you a story, right? Because I, I never told this story. And since you're being vulnerable, uh, I thought I'll do it. And this is really recent too. I went to uh, the end of September, early October this past year, 2021. So a few months ago, I went to, and only a few people know about this, my wife, my business partner, and uh, and one of the, the ladies, I'm going to talk about her too. But um, I was in this conference in Dallas. It was the, the um, Veteran Edge Conference, big, big conference every year. I was excited to go. It was first when I was there. I was invited to participate. And I naturally battle have low self-esteem. I think everybody has moments, not everybody, but a lot of people have imposter syndrome, which is kind of a weird term, but, um, or you feel like you don't belong. You feel like I'm a fake. I'm a phony. They're going to figure me out. I really shouldn't be here. And, and, um, because I always struggle with low self-esteem, I'm fighting that a lot more than people realize. Um, and I keep it in. I don't talk about it a lot. I project, you know, that, that, uh, I've learned this mantra, fake it until you make it, because I know it's going to end at some point I'm going to rebound and I'm going to keep going. So, um, so I went to this conference and I'm interacting with all these successful business veteran, uh, veteran business owners and people that are, you know, making a lot more money than me have done a lot more and just naturally having cocktails by the bar, sharing stories. I just, 
in my head, I mean, looking back on it, it's clear, like as people are starting to talk, it's not that they're rising. It's that I'm falling. My mm-hmm. self-esteem and the imposter syndrome is starting to take over. And I'm, I feel it at the bar, having a cocktail with these people. And I, and, and, and I feel it. We go to bed that night. I wake up the next morning to go to the conference and I could not get out of bed. I could not leave my hotel room. Dude, it was like a, a, a manic episode um, of anxiety where uh, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't brush my teeth. I couldn't shower. I, I couldn't leave the room. I was terrified to go out and interact with anybody uh, because I feel like, oh, the gig is up. They know you're a phony and a fraud and you shouldn't actually be here. And, um, <clears throat> so I did not leave my hotel room the entire day to the point where one of the people at the conference, her name is Kristen. She works with the IVMF <clears throat> and she was amazing. She knew she didn't, she recognized she didn't see me all day at the conference. So she's texting me and a couple of times I ignored it. And towards the end of the day, She's like, hello, question mark, question mark. And I know, I'm like, this is not me. I, you know, I always respond to people. And so I responded, I just told her, I said, look, I'm struggling. I'm having a really difficult day. And she's like, you got to come down here. You got to fight through it. You got to get in the shower. Now it's like dinner time. I didn't leave my room all day. It's reception area. There's all these, um, you know, uh, well earner, high earners, well accomplished people. I want to introduce you, start making relationships, you know, really important part of, you know, relationships, uh, business relationships. And I literally am in the shower washing my hair, telling myself, you can do this. You can do this. You belong. You belong. You get like literally saying that. Go down there. Um, I start interacting with somebody, uh, a well-to-do person. He asked me what I do. And I'm telling him what the business is, feeling like the business is nothing. Like I'm saying, and he's not in his head. He's going, oh, that's really, really interesting. But in my head, I'm like, dude, don't say that. It's not interesting. I know it's not interesting. I'm not interesting. The business isn't interesting. This is the voice in my head. I go to the bar, I, he talks to somebody else, I go to the bar and I get a drink and I shoot down a drink real quick just to take me out of this mindset. Because uh, I was in like this mini crisis of like just trying to pull myself in so I could socially interact and just be somewhat normal. So I finally came out of it and went around, did some breathing exercises privately um, and, and kind of continued on with the conference. But I missed the whole day. I didn't leave my room the entire day because of um, this, this feeling that I didn't belong. And it's just, it's not true. Because you ask people on the outside who know you, they're like, dude, you absolutely belong. You're not only belong, but you're going to do really well. And But sometimes, you know, we don't feel that way. and we're, We battle with ourselves. So I know there's so many people like you, like me out there that uh, are, are faking it until they make it. And some days are really, really great. Some days are not. But you're not alone, brother. I appreciate that, man. That was a, you know, great story. And you know, I, I guess, you know, as I mentioned before, I'm always, I'm always looking for solutions. So you know, what do you, do you have anything in mind for what you're going to do the next time you find yourself in a situation like that? Yeah. So that was kind of the, um, I've been battling anxiety for years, uh, since being a kid and I've always resisted medication. So that was the last big incident that happened. There've been some incidents like that in my life that nobody really knows about. Um, again, fake it till you make it. But, uh, that was the last major incident. You know, I told my wife about it. I said, Chad, you can't, you can't do this every couple months. You hide out somewhere. So uh, end of December, I started for the first time and I'll put it out there. I started, uh, and I think I said it in the previous, but I started medication, started an antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication. And I always resisted it for years because again, I just I felt like my parents were on it growing up. I'm like, well, I don't want to be on that daily medication. I, I didn't know much about it. And I was naive and I was um, uninformed and, what now that I've been been a month since I've been on a little over a month now, it's like it has done amazing things for me. And I'm not advocating or telling people they should do it. Certainly, that's not what our channel is all about. But I'm saying for me, it has made an ama- amazing difference. A lot of reasons I didn't want to go on it because I didn't want to feel numb. 
And I just thought that would make you numb and suppress you because I have a natural personality. I like to interact and I don't want to, you know, I don't want that to change. What I realized now being on it and it's hasn't really probably taken full, full effect because it's only been a little over a month is I don't feel any different. The only difference is it takes away the lows of the lows, like that real low part, that manic part where I couldn't leave my hotel room um, and that other places where that the fear and doubt, I succumb to fear and doubt. Um, it takes that stuff away and I haven't had an episode so I'm hoping this is, you know, what I needed. And I wish I would have started it sooner, but you don't know what you don't know. And, and um, you know, now, now I know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for me, I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a thinker. So, you know, I'll sit and I'll just go over it and I'll almost like beating a dead horse until it gives you the answer. But, um, you know, really questioning and even, you, you know, I, I find when I actually start putting pen to paper and writing, actually writing things out that the answers start to follow and really questioning, okay, what is it, you know, why, why are you feeling this way? Why am I feeling this way? And when you break it down, you get that specific answer. You realize that, well, it's what I'm, you know, for me anyway, found out, well, you know, you kind of just blowing this out of proportion or not necessarily blowing it out of proportion, but you know, it's a, it's a simple fix here. That's going to fix this. That's going to fix this. And just the whole process comes out. And, you know, I really come back to, you know, when I was working through this and as I, you know, still, still working through it, you know, a lot better than I was still working through it and get to push, push forward and break through the barrier to recognizing that, you know, for, for me, um, almost like a, um, like it's a, it's a comfort drug, you know, and you gotta, you gotta step out of, of that comfort and, and really do the things that are uncomfortable and that scare the crap out of you. So, so that you can push, push through it. And, you know, one thing I thought I, I brought it back to, you know, when I was questioning myself, would I be better off if I hadn't left and if I was still in law enforcement and got promoted and everything. And ultimately I, I said, you know, comfort, comfort will keep you comfortable, but not necessarily happy. You know, the income's comfortable. Doing what you know is comfortable, but it doesn't make you happy. Fulfillment and growth is what's ultimately going to make you happy. And that fulfillment and growth is going to be by extending that comfort zone and growing beyond what you're comfortable doing right now, reaching that ultimate growth. Wow. Yeah. You're right. And I was just listening, reflecting on your words, you know, applying it to my life. And you're right, man. I mean, um, and, and I think the growth is the important part because I'm a believer of you can heal from trauma. I believe you can heal from, from things. I believe the mindset, I agree with you, mindset is everything. And I was talking to somebody really close to my family because they're going through uh, about a really bad mental health and uh, anxiety, depression. And, you know, this conversation led to, well, how you seem like when you struggle, you bounce back a lot quicker. And I said, it's not that it, I'm gifted at anything. It's just that I value mindset. I value a positive mindset and a growth mindset. I value that. So I know I know I'm going to have bad days, but my goal is to shrink that as little as possible by having a positive outlook, having a growth mindset, um, realizing that this is part of the journey. It's not going to last forever and, and building the resiliency to bounce back faster. Like that's important to me. I, and I, and I hear it in your voice too. So I think it's important that growth part of that mindset is it's not that you're not going to ever have bad days again. It's that 
we understand how this is, how this works and how we can make this as minimal and, and less impactful in our lives as the least impactful as possible. Yeah. Even going back to when you're having one of those days or you're going through one of those times, you take a deep breath and just realize ultimately it's going to make you stronger. It's making you better and making you stronger as long as you persevere through it and don't give up. Yeah. You know, another, you want to hear another crazy story? This is a, uh, I went in the army at 17 for eight, signed up for eight years. Now I went in, in 98 in peacetime. So really it's only four years of active duty, four years of inact, they call it IR, inactive ready reserve. Means you get out after four years, you're on this four year, technically it's eight years. So your last four years, you're on this emergency call up, but this is 98, Bill Clinton's president. Nobody heard Al Qaeda. I'm like, okay, so everybody knows you do four years, you get out. Well, right, 9-11 happened when I was on active duty. So I ended up transferring that four years of IRR to uh, National Guard time. And then uh, we ended up getting deployed to Iraq. So anyway, I ended up doing eight years, my whole eight-year enlistment. My last year, I'm in Iraq. And um, I'm coming up with 25 years old, went into 17, 25. I have no high school or no college degree. Really didn't do that good in high school. Live at home with my parents and I'm not deployed. Um Really, the only possession I have is a car, no girlfriend. Uh, I had a girlfriend, but she broke up with me in Iraq. <laughs> but uh, so I'm sitting there in Iraq and I realize, you know what I'm really freaking good at? Being a combat leader. I'm really good at that. I love taking care of the guys. I love uh, getting everything, as much information as possible and, and executing the mission to standard. I love training the guys. I love working out. I love PT. I love being in shape. I love, I love everything about it. I'm really good at this. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to enlist, re-enlist for six more years on active duty and just make it a career. And I remember, so I did it. We had a command, battalion commander came down. I still have the picture of the flag uh, hanging, the guys holding the flag behind me. And I re-enlisted and I swore in and I go home back, back to my chew that night, my hut and uh, call my dad from the pay phone or the, uh, you know, the little phone lab there. And um, this is 2005. I tell my dad what happened and he's always a very reflective guy and he's quiet and he's like, do you think that was a good decision? And I'm like, well, what am I still going to do dad? You know, like, this is all I know. And he said, well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things out there, a lot of opportunities. And, and I know you work, you're a hard worker and you place a lot of value on, on relationships and building th good things and having purpose behind, like, I think you could find something that, that, but my limited, my whole life, my whole adult life has been limited to the military. So, and I'm only 24 getting ready to turn 25. So I just didn't know. So I talked to my other squad leader buddy that I probably my, one of my best friends in the platoon and, and uh, where he had second squad leader. I was third squad leader. So we're peers. And, and uh, he was like, bro, he's like, you could go out like of all the people in this platoon, you're one of the ones that's going to go out and crush it in the private sector and do all these things just because the kind of guy you are like, you know, not to say there's anything wrong with a career soldier, but you know, I, I wouldn't have thought you were that guy. So I come into work. So I really couldn't sleep that night. I come into the, the, the the tactical operations center the next day, we're getting our mission list from the Lieutenant the Lieutenant says, uh, Hey, Chad, uh, Hey, Bruckner, uh, battalion lost your reenlistment paperwork. It's crazy. And by the way, anybody who was in the military knows you don't lose six years of reenlistment paperwork. Like that gets into a vault somewhere <laughs> uh, because you know, that's a huge retention is a huge deal. And, um, so, and I remember he was nervous, you know, it was like battalion lost your, um, reenlistment paperwork. Uh, no big deal. Tank commander is going to come down today and we're going to do this all over again. And I sat there, I'm thinking about my squad leader, buddy. I'm thinking about my dad. And I sat there and I said, you know what, Lieutenant, I'm going to take this as a sign and, and I'm not going to do it. Well, you just did it yesterday. 
I know, I know. I'm just going to take it as a sign. This is what God, like, obviously you don't lose re-enlistment paperwork. This was, and I was already having some kind of buyer's regrets. So maybe this is the sign I need. So like, you just did it yesterday. I'm going to have him come down. We're going to do it. It's going to be amazing. It's fine. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Oh. Um, and I think about it because I actually re-enlisted. I swore. I, I saluted the battalion commander. I signed my paperwork. It was done. It was over. And had that not been lost, which is crazy because they don't lose that. I mean, 99 out of 100 times, they don't lose that paperwork. Wow. And I guess the only saving grace, we're in combat, we're in a combat zone. So like, you know, it's not, you're not like it got filed in a filing cabinet somewhere. Um, that I would have went, as soon as I got back from Iraq, I would have went back on active duty for six years. And, and um, I would have never met my wife. I would have never became a cop. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today, bro. So wow. I say about fear and doubt that sometimes you just have to have a little faith that things will work out to your advantage. And sometimes you need to get lucky. Sometimes you need to get lucky. Is it luck? I don't know. But I, I doubted myself that I could do good in the private sector or anything other than the military, which is crazy. Uh, but because I doubted myself so much, I, I made a decision that would have affected my entire life. And by the grace of God, I don't even think it's luck. I really believe it's divine intervention. God had a bigger, God had a bigger plan for me. And um, yeah, it got out, became a Things cop. don't happen to you. They happen for you. They do. And I love that. And I say that. I never heard that. And you say that. And I was telling somebody the other day. Things happen for you, not to you, because of you. So thank you for that. But uh, life, life has a weird way of working out, and we all doubt ourselves. So it's just a matter of staying the course and, and finding ways to be resilient. Oh, that is great, man. So listen, man, as we as we wrap it up, you got any any uh, any final thoughts for the listeners? No, I feel like I told too many stories. You didn't get to talk a lot. Um, <laughs> no, man, that was, that was um, great, great stories. No, I I I, I just. It's, I think it's important to remember we are all battling similar struggles. I, we definitely all have a struggle. It could be different. could be family-related, substance abuse-related, mental health-related, physical health-related, career-related, friendship-related. Everybody has a struggle, maybe multiple. It's that level of understanding to know when you're going through it yourself, you're not alone. Somebody to your left and right is doing something very similar to you. Maybe the battle's different, but their struggle is going to be their struggle. I think that helps me to realize that we all have them. Um, doesn't make you feel better when you're in the middle of feeling that way, but it really helps me uh, connect and empathize with people a lot better. Um, I used to be very judgmental. I, I admit that um, because I didn't realize my insecurities and my imperfections. So it was easy to cast judgment on others until I started to realize several, several years ago, you know, my frailties that it really made me understand people a lot better and, and connect and, and empathize. So um, you're not alone. If you're going through it, you're not alone. Absolutely. And um, just say, if you are, if you are going through that, just remember, I always, I always recommend that you break it down to small little chunks. And that's even day by day, you know, make it another day, fight another day, put in, implement your plan, do what you're going to do one more day and to day at a time. Yeah. Day at a time and keep going. Dude, that is great advice. It's honestly, one of the things when I, when I was really depressed in 2019, when I got demoted from detectives, uh, so the height of that, the height of that issues for me, uh, just self-medicating alcohol, depression, suicidal ideation. Um, one of the things that held me back was the looking at the whole mountain, thinking, how am I going to fix this problem? You know, I'm looking at it like just how am I going to, I'm looking at it all emotionally, obviously. And I'm picturing this big giant mountain. I have to get to the top and it just was insurmountable. 
I think that advice you said is absolutely amazing is, yep. is take it a day at a time, a step at a time. If you, step. you try to climb the whole ladder in one leap, it's not going to work. Ain't going to do it. So one rung at a time. Um, and if you focus on that one step at a time, before you know it, you look back and no, I just walk 10 steps or climb 10 rungs. So I think that's a great advice you gave. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, bro, thanks for sharing your story, man. Really, honestly. I'm hoping yeah, absolutely. you too, man. You shared a you shared a couple of great stories for, for me, for the listeners and everything. And that was a, a, a vulnerable episode for for the both of us sharing, sharing some struggles and everything. And um, you know, maybe some people out there are gonna relate. Maybe it's gonna help them work through some of the struggles or challenges that they're having and maybe keep it to themselves. So sure, brother, for sure. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, this was this was fun, man. See you next time, buddy. Well done, brother. Well.